From ThatShelf.com, this is Black Hole Films. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. What's a black hole film, you ask? Well, you know those films you always meant to get around to watching, but you never did for whatever reason? Well, that's what they are. And this podcast is all about embracing them and checking those films off our lists and talking about them and whatever else happens to come up. I'm Canadian filmmaker Jeremy Lalonde, and I will be your host. You can follow me on Twitter at LalondeJeremy, or check out my website, JeremyLalonde.com, for more information on me and my projects. If you like the show, please subscribe to it, rate, review it, and leave a comment on whatever platform it is you're listening. It really does make a difference in helping to get more ears tuning in. And if you like this show, check out the others on the ThatShelf.com family of podcasts. And without further delay, let's get into this week's film. This is episode 246, and today I'm sitting down with writer Ian McIntyre. Ian's written for shows such as The Grassy Next Class, The Beaverton, as well as Winona Earp. Also joining us is actress and choreographer Jackie English. You've seen Jackie on shows such as Rookie Blue, Frankie Drake Mysteries, as well as Flashback. And she's also a filmmaker and made a film called Becoming Burlesque. And we're going to sit down and watch a film together. So we're sitting down to watch Twins. Uh, I'm Jeremy. I've seen this film a number of times, but not for a very, very... I probably haven't seen it for over 20 years. Uh, With me is Jackie English. Hello. Uh, And you have not seen the film, correct? No, no, I've never seen this film. I I, I think I've heard of it, though. (laughs) I love that. We're we're even better. And also joining us is Ian McIntyre. Hello. Um, and you are also a version to this film, right? I don't know how, but somehow I have never watched this movie. Uh, but so, Jack, before I ask Ian anything, I want to make sure I don't spoil too much for Jackie. Jackie, do you know anything about this movie? I have a visual of a poster coming into my head okay. of a tall man and a short man. Is that this film or is that something else? That's it. But do you know who the tall and the short man are? I feel like the short man is maybe Danny DeVito. Yes. I don't know who the tall man is. Oh, I, we're not going to say anything then because that's, okay. <laughs> that's so much fun. That's so big. Yeah, I, I, I only know slightly more than that. I honestly don't want to say anything because you're in for a treat, I think. That's just it. And so without ruining anything, so, you know, w- one of the things that inspired us watching this was the, the recent passing of Ivan Reitman uh, and just realizing, you know, how many kind of iconic comedies He's made Ghostbusters is the obvious one, mm. but but this one's up there. Like, and this one, I, I'll talk about it more when we come back. But th- I think, like, for some reason, this must have been one of the films like we retaped off of TV because mm. I rewatched this film a lot when I was really little, but haven't seen it since. And I'm almost sure as well, I I've only watched whatever that version was on TV, so I'm sure it's edited for time. And probably mm. content a little bit. So this might actually be the first time I've watched the movie straight through without having to fast forward through the tape commercial breaks, but also just like with the actual content. And I had the same experience with Goonies when I was a kid because we only had it off of a tape disc. <laughs> and there was all this stuff that I didn't know was in the movie when I revisited it like in my 20s. Hmm. Oh, buddy, you're in for a bunch of swears. Probably swears i don't even know what else oh i'm I'm, and do you so you don't know the premise then either is jackie i i'm gonna go with uh twins (laughs) (laughs) fair enough movie just kind of sells itself to be honest it really does i can we'll talk about it after but i can only imagine one is tall and one is short then they're they're mismatched twins there you go yeah uh there's so much i want to say but i won't say anything so listen we're if that is actually the premise kudos to whoever made that poster because that Nails it. I, yeah. I imagine we'll talk about it after, but I imagine the pitch from this, this is one of those movies you could pitch in one sentence. And especially if you mentioned the cast and I'm sure <laughs> whoever was in charge of the studio went make it for this much, much money. And we're in, I don't even need to see a script. <laughs> I'm we're, we're already working on the poster. <laughs> uh, great. Okay. So then let's just dive in because we'll have tons to talk about after, but I don't want to go down any kind of rabbit holes and spoil anything. Cause I love how little both of you know about this. All right. Excellent. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. We just finished. And 
dead silence. Nothing. <laughs> well, I want to start with you because you said you hadn't seen it in so long. Like, did it did it feel different before? Because it's definitely like a period piece. It feels like very. Well, it's a period dated. piece now. It was very like modern day. So it's yeah, a period so- piece by proxy. But uh, uh, I'd love to. I want to know what you guys think. Um, because I have like childhood association wrapped all around this film. Right. So, um, but I, I'm, I'm curious how two people who didn't grow up with it, don't have any kind of nostalgia factor with it, uh, viewed it. My son watched uh, with me. So I have that perspective. Oh, nice. That must've been a bizarre thing to watch, uh, for a young person <laughs> in the year of our Lord, 2022. Um, Aside from the facts, the, the parts of it that are like pure 1980s artifacts, uh, I really like that. I thought it was surprisingly sweet. Jackie, what, what was your big picture view? Well, I, I thought the datedness was kind of like cool. Like the cars and everything are like very, the whole thing had a very stylized it feel, felt very stylized. It felt very, you know, Cuba in a way with all the cars, you know, and and the clothing, the girls' clothing, mm. um, kind of was interesting. And like it was cool fashion. The guys' clothing was little—I don't know what that was, but <laughs> like, but it was it, the only clothes they could it's, find. It's, it's that almost were in like both a style. Part of me. It was the only clothes they could find that were in both of those sizes. Their options <laughs> right. were very limited. Well, it's it was the whole thing was like campy and stylized and. And I just wonder if if that's because of the time that's passed, or did it feel campy and stylized when in the at the outset? I mean, I think it feels very much like a comedy of that era. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's a bit over the top, a bit silly. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, and it's like just when the car is driving sideways on two wheels for a very long time, <laughs> you really had to suspend that disbelief. Uh, yes. Uh, but also as a kid, I thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so for me, just, uh, so I was, I was really happy to to see that. I'm like, oh, I must've watched the whole thing at some point, not on just like my, cause there was nothing new that I hadn't missed. And it wasn't like there was all these uh, bad airplane, uh, version dialogue where people were saying, you know, butthead is, but, oh, that's not true. There was, I remember a butthead as a kid, but it's dickhead in this version. So oh. one of the, one of the dubs they did to clean up the, the cuss words, uh, which was like, really? You've replaced dickhead with butthead. Um, <laughs> I almost find butthead funnier. <laughs> oh, it's way funnier. Uh, my wife came down about halfway through and she was so mad that I was watching twins without her because that was one of her childhood favorites as well. Oh, oh that's cool. Uh, yeah. I, I uh, mean, I liked, I liked, I thought that, I thought it was sweet. Like the, the, uh, that the whole premise that, you know, this guy's the perfect genes and this is the genetic garbage, but then somehow by the end, you know, they're all yeah. equals in I, life I, in, the, in the, in the chaos that is this actual life. Was, was, I, I remember that scene, like as a kid hitting me so hard when Danny DeVito's character is told that he is just the crap that was left over. Just and, needlessly <laughs> cruel from that science guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, then whatever you look whatever. at in the morning is the crap that was left over. It's just like, oh. yeah. But just the way he plays, like he's just like, you know, Arnold goes off and, and gives the guy shit and turns back and he's, he's just sitting there in a daze and it's just, and it's almost, and it just, it says so much about like, that's why DeVito's so good, but it's just like, you feel like he felt that his entire life and now it's just mm. been confirmed, right? He's always known that yeah. he's kind of been not the best. But just to hear, like, but then to get like from a scientist, scientific going, oh no, evidence, yeah, yes. <laughs> scientific evidence that you're the crap that was left over, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, I loved it all over again. I forgot. I, de- I, I definitely, I definitely enjoyed the heart of that. The whole bit, like, just that that heart that that you know, he's, he's so imperfect. From like from the first moment we see him and he's throwing parking tickets away and rolling out of a window, he is even before that quintessentially the baby. imperfect. Yeah, but by the end, you know, he's, he's still lovable. You know, well, he even says he says my life keeps getting better by knowing you. 
Mm-hmm. But even before that, when he's a baby, he's like kicking him and he starts crying. Yeah. Like just that scene <laughs> with the two babies is so magical. Yeah. Sweet. I was really happy because I think whenever I, 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 I always go into revisiting a, a much loved film from my childhood with trepidation because I'm like, oh, it's going to be misogynistic and probably a little bit racist and there's going to be some inappropriate. <laughs> but it, I mean, here's the thing. The women roles are very underdeveloped. Yeah. But that, that said, it's like, I didn't want, I didn't, it wasn't something that my son calls out everything. He's like, oof, oof. But he is like, it's pretty like, you know, it's what it is. The, the female roles. I, I, I sort of thought about that as I was watching it because you know, they are like climbing walls and heels and stuff. And I really love that. And I, I was, I, and I, I don't necessarily like agree that like, you know, women always have to wear flat shoes or anything, you know, like I love the idea of scaling a wall in like three feet, <laughs> three, three inch stilettos. Like that adds to that scene to me. There's something charming to it here. Oh, I love even just how Danny DeVito is just like, Hey, just chuck me over. And they do. They just, <laughs> he does almost like a somersault over top. Yeah. There's, that was, that was a wide shot too. That was Danny DeVito, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I love, like, I love the two, the two women. It's, it's Kelly Preston and Chloe Webb. Uh, and I always loved them as a kid too. Their parts, the the oh, yeah. parts. I mean, you could um, say they're under. I don't know if they're like they're I mean, not they're under. They're not that underdeveloped. I mean, I, the whole I, show is sort of underdeveloped. Like, yeah, it's not, for sure. Not a lot of sure. Yeah, they're, they're pretty. Other simple. than the I, underlying complexity of of the of the the lovable thing we mentioned, which is the the point. So it's about yeah. the protagonists. Mm. Like, it's not like. No, the thing's not going for Shakespearean level depth. This, this yeah, is and the and the one girl, the way that she she's kind of self aware about the fact that you know this guy's trouble, but she kind of enjoys the trouble, and <laughs> she's able to sort of like you know impow, impose some boundaries when he's misbehaving, but she still kind of likes him, and 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 it's kind of nice that she kind of likes him for him. I think that's part of what mm, redeemed yeah. him at the end. Well, even I do like there- that. Just like all, like from the first moment, like the first time you see Danny DeVito, he is sleeping with another person's wife. Uh, and it's just like the weird charisma he has for women in this movie. I kind of loved like just this idea that like, even though he's been dealt this terrible hand in life and he's, you know, always in trouble and nothing goes quite right for him. Like that's the one part of his life that he's really got weirdly, like, Obviously, it's terrible. Well, he's a he's, manipulator, so he's a manipulator, you know, if you have no scruples, good. then that's not so hard. Oh, that's how it works. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that. It's the scruples that'll get in your way. Okay. Yeah, but he, you want to avoid those scruples. Got, yeah, he's just got that Danny DeVito charm, mm. you know. But even when she, when they're shopping for the birthday cake, she's like angel food, lo- devil food. I love that. That was cute. That was. Even before she picked the devil food, we like it was. It was just so. We knew. We knew. <laughs> yeah. We knew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my son was just enamored by by Arnold with his shirt off. He's like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "How? How does a person do that to their body?" It's still yeah, a he feat like of engineering. custom designs his abs. Like you can, you if you train right, you can actually decide which which little sections pop Ugh. out. My, my, I don't know what he does now. The moment that made me laugh my ass off as a kid that still did as an adult is when she walks in on him singing "Yakety Yak," <laughs> and oh, the then he. Yeah, no, the is it are they flight attendants? Is that what they're the or, is? Oh no, 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 no. He's singing uh, on the Marnie. plane. But you mean when he's like in the shower in the he shower? Sings twice. Right, he yeah, sings yeah. once on the plane oh, and yeah, then yeah. out of the shower. It's the second time when she barges in and then and he goes from like just singing to going very serious and don't talk back. He gets very angry. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me laugh my ass off as a kid, and it made my son and me both fucking howl. I forgot that was coming, and it just made me so happy. <laughs> uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger cites this as still his favorite film that he made. Really, he has a great, and it's interesting. Like they, uh, I was just reading quickly on just some of the backstory of it. It was not unlike what we were talking about—the concept like Reitman and DeVito, and and they kind of got together and they all made like a a napkin deal at a restaurant <laughs> to make the movie. Uh, but to make it, they had all had to like cut their fees. But they all took back end and they all made shit tons of money because but this because this was like the big hit of the summer for comedy wise. Right. Oh, nice. nice. So it, it made and I think I read somewhere that Schwarzenegger made more money on this movie than he's made on any Terminator movies. Well, that explains wow. why it's his favorite. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, sure. But they're making they're still I mean, it got 
it's been slowed down because of Reitman's passing, but there was always rumors of a, of a, of a sequel called Triple. Well, apparently they, like they, they intended for Reitman to direct the sequel. Yeah. And I think they're just now going to find a new director. I'm sure they're going to offer it to Jason. Um, who will get the very earnest, soulful, uh, <laughs> long, long throw reboot of twins. But it was originally going to happen back in, uh, 2012 because, because they're developing it right before, uh, Schwarzenegger went to office and he's like, well, I'm going to run for office. I'll never get in. So we'll make it when I don't get in, but then he got in. So it, it's Thank delayed you. all this time. And wow. but back in the day, it was supposed to be Eddie Murphy was going to be playing their long lost triplet. I but love I think, that. But I I'll think, watch that. <laughs> I think it's going to be Tracy Morgan now. It looks like. Oh, I'd hope it would still be Eddie, I, especially because he's been doing fun movies lately. I'd, I'd yeah. love to watch that. Either way, it's like I—I I, I was just really happy that I—it's—it had like that—the the warmth and mm. the where, sweetness. Where was it shot? Because I saw an old school, uh, old acting teacher in this movie. Well, there's—I I wonder if part of it wasn't Toronto because you've got Maury Chaykin. You, um, uh, I saw mm. who else did I see? I saw Rosemary Dunsmore was. That's the idea. Yeah, I took class with her. Yeah. Um, huh. So and there was one building. So I, I mean, some of it's definitely New Mexico. But I yeah. feel like it might have been Ma- Vancouver, maybe. Uh, maybe. But probably Toronto. I, I was trying to see if I could recognize any uh, any buildings or anything from from Toronto. But it could also just be Reitman's Canadian, so he yeah probably knew Rosemary and knew Maury and just had a fondness for them and put them in the movie. Well, I guess. Yeah, David Caruso has a has a, a wonderfully small yeah. part as the parking attendant. Lazy <laughs> parking attendant. Lazy yeah. parking attendant. Perfect for um, I loved all their like mirrored moments that they had. Those just little things that always cracked me up. It was so <laughs> subtle, and it's like it's such a subtle bit that I don't know how really, subtle it was. Well, no, but it's like it's not big <laughs> and hammy. It's just kind of like precise and and quiet. And I, I just love that it's like I don't know that like. The idea that there is just this eerie, unspoken connection between these two guys, I again, I find that really sweet. Well, even the first time you see them on camera together, they scratch their ass, right? They don't even yeah. realize. What I liked about it, like, to, to, I agree with both of you, like, Jackie's right, it's not understated. What I love about it is they never notice it. Nobody else mm. notices it. It's just for us, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's what, so in that way, it's it's kind of understated because I think it's charming in that way that they just, they're just going about it. Like the only time it's ever called out is when Arnold Schwarzenegger's character's drunk and he mentions how they both flushed the toilets before. <laughs> yeah, no, I like, I can see definitely why this might be one of Schwarzenegger's favorite movies because like this was the first comedy he ever did, right? It was like this before Kindergarten Cop? Yes, yeah, yeah. And Brightman directed that as well. Because I think... Like, I I don't know if I'd call myself a huge Ivan Reitman fan. I'm a massive Ghostbusters nerd, but he's not quite the person I credit with that. But I've always said I think one of the best things Reitman is good at is eyeballing talent. Yeah. And, and really getting a handle on, like, what's the thing about this that will work? And I can totally picture him meeting Schwarzenegger and being like, you're a, you're a disarmingly sweet person or, like, a nice person. Yeah, in a way that no one had cast him as before, and he's like, "I bet it would be really funny to see you crank that up to eleven for an entire movie and play right. this like really guileless, kind, naive." Yeah, and then yeah. we just find someone to bounce you off of, and then the twins' idea just sells it so fast. Like, I can totally see, you can see Schwarzenegger is having a blast playing this part. Well, that's mm-hmm. to say because he wanted to do. I guess he'd wanted to do a comedy for years. And everyone was like, I don't know. You're you're an action guy. Look at you. So I think, yeah, the fact that it's perfect. And even DeVito, when when they approached him, uh, and he and, and he said, Well, we want you to play like Schwarzenegger twin. He's like, I don't need to see a script. I'm I'm in. Like just he's like, that alone, it doesn't matter how good or bad the script is, that alone is gonna be funny. Yeah. Absolutely. It's gonna be funny for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's and like, it wasn't so obvious to put him in a comedy where he's like playing an action badass but it's funny or like he, playing off his old roles but like no this is this is exactly it no he doesn't do that until last action hero <laughs> he does yeah, that later uh, on which was a whole nother mess <laughs> i i want to revisit that at some point because i'm sure there's some charm in it but i'm but it's also got to be terrible i i watched it for the very first time last year and it's such a like 
you can see on paper why they thought the movie would be fun. And it's such a wrongheaded execution of it. Yeah. Cause what they spent Shane Black wrote it, didn't he? Uh, yes. And that was, I think part of the reason why Shane Black wasn't, or did he write it? I'm going to look that up. I don't know. For some I reason. Was, Go ahead, Jackie. I was just going to, while he's looking it up, I was going to say, uh, it's funny that like uh, 5 million bucks caused so much murder in this movie. inflation jackie inflation Inflation. for sure (laughs) yeah it's a real austin powers kind of thing uh Mm -hmm. and you are correct it was shane black who uh who wrote that screenplay um yeah anyway but yeah no back to back to twins uh yeah five million dollars does not seem like a lot of money to murder a lot of people died for that five million you know Uh more than would die today yes i think he killed like eight people at least or something like that. It's just a real trail of murder. So they, they didn't make it clear if they kept the money because they definitely returned the engine. No, he but, kept a million bucks. He said he returned 4 million, uh, but it was 5 million for the whole movie. And then at the end, he's like, yeah, I mean, returned 4 million. That's a lot of money. So we know that he's pocketed uh, a million bucks. And I like that Arnold never catches it or calls him on it. He's just yeah. like, yeah, you did the right thing. And he's like, yep, $4 million. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, I like, so, but he, he could have kept, he could have kept more. He did kind of the right thing that the, the, the I, I loved it as a kid and I still loved it uh, tonight. How much chain falls on that Webster character. That is like, that is, that is like Austin Powers level chain. Yeah. It almost doesn't fit. Like it's over the top in a way that the rest of the movie isn't. Um, like the rest of the movie is not, by no means subtle, but it's just, it's like, it's a clown car joke, right? But it also falls in a perfect pile smothering the man, but they put one loop of chain over the briefcase. Like somehow the briefcase of money got one loop of chain. Well, you know, 10,000 pounds of chain landed right on the guy. I mean, I, I don't, the chain was the icing on the cake. I think that that hook that crushed his skull, like that man was dead instantly and the chain was just kind of, you Any know. insult. Oh, he didn't have to look insult, at it. Yeah. yeah, there's yeah. no way he survived. <laughs> I know. My son was just like, after the 30, 20 seconds, he's like, Where the, is that chain coming from the heavens? What the f-? <laughs> He's like, there's, there, there's no building that tall. <laughs> Where's that chain coming from? Someone's feeding it down. Uh, yeah, there were a lot of good physical gags in this. The thing early on when um, the guy tries to steal Arnold's suitcase, yeah, and he ends up yanking him right off the like, I I laughed really hard out loud. That was, was what that was a great that. moment. Yeah, that was really good. And then he's sort of apologizing to them. He's just so sorry. That's what made it like extra special. He's like doing first aid on the guy. Yeah. And, and the two like, guys I'm are so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. They're trying to rob him. Yeah. Exactly. They're like, no, no, it's okay. It's, <laughs> they just want to get away <laughs> at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that the whole sequence when uh, he first defends Danny DeVito's character in the hallway. Uh, <laughs> Oh, he throws that guy so far into like that prop elevator and well, and half the side. That, off of like the lift is clearly like they're they're editing around that. But he, when he throws him, I was going. I don't think there's a, a like a, a rope. Like there's the or a what? mat or anything like that. Yeah, and and that was actor action. Like it was it was the guy's face. You could see it. I was like, that's. He's probably also a stunt actor. Probably, yeah, 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 yeah probably, yeah. But still, I was I was trying to figure out where the rig was, and I'm like, I don't think there was. <laughs> well, how do they even make babies cry? Like, what do you? How, they're not actors; they just have to like make them cry. That's fair. Babies cry a lot, though. You're they just, just wait till they cry, or they poke exactly. them. Like, what happens? <laughs> <laughs> they used to do that back in the day. Yeah, but you could get away with that, that, that back in the thirty years ago. Well, they had twins because the twins, the twin, the two, the two sets of twins at the very end that are their kids. Are the same babies that they used at the beginning? Like they look identical to those babies. Oh, well, I mean, cool. babies all kind of look like. No, the, well, the two babies that have been here very specifically. One is gigantic, and the other one <laughs> is dark hair, and it's, it's also clearly hair. like a three-month-old that they're trying to pass off as a yeah. newborn. But, but, but yeah, they're trying to show the size difference. I don't know if they just they just cheaped out on babies. They wanted the parallel there, like to, mm. to the the new babies were also parallel. Like it would be funny if I don't know I didn't clock that, but it'd be funny if each um if each set of twins had a you know a big twin and a small twin. Was that the yeah. case in the final twins? No, no, it was like the two big ones, it was two big ones and two small ones. 
it would be real funny to see them play with if they do that sequel like to see who plays who like if if they wanted to go so far as to like have one actor play themselves twice kind of thing oh, and have like yeah, know, like yeah, Channing yeah. Tatum plays both twins that are Arnold's son and oh, they, who do you cast as Danny DeVito's sons oh man like Charlie Day or something like that if you want to keep it inside the uh he's probably oh, a little Char- old Pat Oswald no or Pat Oswald or someone like that. Yeah, I, that'd be amazing. I'd watch that. He might be yeah. too old, though. Is he too old to play? Yeah, I think Pat... Well, it depends like... on when in their life the, the plot is. Yeah, fair enough. That's but if you're true. casting... Chanham's a good co- a good choice. Yeah, and he's uh-huh. really funny, too. I think he could play it really, like... I think he could get that really well. There's not a lot of actors of Danny DeVito's body type. <laughs> well, well actually... Four foot two? Well, I mean, one... Uh, this... I hate to do it because it's the size thing, but I'm like Peter Dinklage. Maybe. There was a rumor at one point that Jason uh, Momoa was trying to get Peter Dinklage to do a, a remake with him for this movie. That's what made me think of that. Uh, right. I, I'm not usually one for remakes. I would watch the shit out of that. <laughs> so that's what made me go to Peter Dinklage. But you could also just go Jason Momoa. That's it. There you go. There's your cast. Put them instead of doing the remake, have them do. Oh my God. Yeah. have them do that that would work that'd be really funny (laughs) watching peter dinklage play play like the son of danny devito would be very entertaining and let let him just like go to town with being shitty yeah because dinklage is he's really funny like anytime he shows up at a comedy the guy kills it yeah i like the idea of continuing the story like not remaking the story we just saw but no no no. but what i'm saying is because you could still you could it'd be like doing a reimagining but that's a sequel but also yeah sequel but remake but because you because you do get a new set of twins in there yeah because of that so you get to play dinklage playing like two of himself and channing Tatum. i'm in i'm so in make that movie yeah. i'm in i'll watch it <laughs> i tomorrow. would absolutely watch that uh yeah so hopefully they include their kids i didn't even think about that until the ending of this and, and the possibilities okay. that come with it because yeah i mean it's been so long like they this movie was what like 85 86 I want to say it was 88. Um, oh, 88. Okay. But still, like, they'd be adults by now. Like, they'd be men in their 30s. That'd be great. Yeah, it is 88. Well, they could kind of do whatever they want with it, really. Uh, they yeah. could decide what, what era they want to want to play it in. Uh, it's interesting because you, you lose the fish out of water gags. But I wonder what the story... I mean, I guess the, the story becomes dealing with... Well, you could, with- you could do anything. You could have two of the baby twins kidnapped at birth, and then they find them later. And they're fish out of water all over again, you know? Well, we're dealing with, it'll be dealing with the, the, the third brother, right? So that's oh, the third brother version. Oh, then he could be the fish out of water, I guess. Yeah, depending oh, on, because yeah. his backstory could be whatever. Like, clearly, they, they omitted the third child. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they could have a lot of fun with, like, playing up how, like, clearly, because it was a black child, they just wanted to ostracize it from the experiment and play up, like, mm-hmm. how terrible that was and but and, and just like play into the datedness of, and, of that kind of thing and we saw the little picture of all the fathers so they'd have to add the story of like who else might have been around yeah the idea the that like one guy was, was excised from it yeah you could see the scene where like they go to take the picture and they're like actually you don't stand in the picture <laughs> so it's the other oh. <laughs> i don't but what if they didn't even know like what if it was the mother like had an affair with the the janitor at the time or something. Do you know what I mean? Like so she just yeah, got yeah. the super super scientific cocktail, but then you know she, you know something something yeah something happens, and then did, the, and then the, the scientists are like, "What the hell is this?" Did you clock who was their mother? Like in yes. the young version, I, as soon as I saw her, I was like, "Oh, that's Heather Graham," and that can't be right. And I looked it up, and it actually was. Yeah, I, same here. I was like, I never noticed that as a kid because she hadn't been in anything else. She's not yeah. credit. She's not in the credits anywhere. But really? um, yeah, apparently, if you go on IMDb, I couldn't find her in the credit listing. Huh. Um, but uh, instantly, I'm like, that's. But then I was trying to do the math. Is like, is she too young to be in the movie in 1988? But I guess it would have been one of her first things, and it's literally just you know she probably shot it. I think she's in she one shot of the movie. Looking it up here, she would have been 18 when they shot that. So like, I, I kind of buy it. Sure, it tracks. Yeah. Uh, but it, it probably was her first on-screen appearance. In- yeah, probably. She doesn't even speak in that. It's just a quick shot. No. Yeah. 
No, like but it I goes back to his eye for talent, as you were saying. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah that's oh, yeah. Uh well, I'm glad you both. I was kind of worried. I'm like, if either of them shit on it, I just might not be able to be their <laughs> It's one of those things where people are just like they it's just like there's so there's a wholesomeness to it. Yeah. And it's and it's like, uh, but it's I didn't find it too sappy. I was like, oh, this actually feels a little bit earned. And Arnold is just he's selling it so hard, and Devito is such a nice counterpoint to it that it kind of meets in the middle. And I'm like, yeah, you buy. I actually actually care about these guys forming a family, and that's just even the cheesiness, even like that whole sequence around like Arnold hooking up with a woman for the first time, like like, and it cuts to that stupid grin he's got, or not (laughs) even grin, like just that lost look on his face. Like it's so good, like you buy it. It's cheesy. You're expecting it, like you know it's coming, but it's still very charming and it, and it just works <laughs> there's a lot of like sort of tropes in this so even though you know you haven't seen the movie before it doesn't feel entirely unfamiliar because yeah, a lot I mean, of the gags are like your oh, absolutely. Yeah. coffee gag oh yeah no this like this feels so 80s all the way through start to finish even that weird way that it's like it's a Family comedy, I guess, kind of, but it's also got like a lot of loan sharking and <laughs> infidelity and, and murder. And murder, that, yeah, like a trail of murder. <laughs> but that was totally fine in family comedies when I was a kid. Like that was this. I'm surprised there weren't drugs. Like for a second, I forgot about the whole engine thing, and I was for sure. I was yeah. for sure thought there was drugs in the trunk. Uh, yeah, I, I thought there was drugs too at first. Um, yeah, I figured that's what when, it he, was. when they shot them in the feet. They were like, "Ow!" I'm like. I don't think I would say ow if I was just shot in the foot. Yeah, those guys took that like the noise would come out of me. I love Maury Chaikin's line after that happens. Like, do you guys want me to call the cop or call the ambulance? Do you guys want a he doctor? He said, do you, need, do you want a doctor? It wasn't even anything impractical. It was like, do you want, want to get a doctor? <laughs> he had to have made that up. That was just like a long pause that he said something in. I yeah, he, he's waiting for cut and, and Raymond yeah. didn't call it yet. So he just threw something out there. <laughs> and he never Absolutely. expected it to get in the movie at all. Yeah. I will say, I wish that the, like, the hired murderer, like, the professional guy, I kind of wish he'd been someone. Like, because it felt like that guy, like, we spent a decent amount of time with him, and I was like, I, I wish you were more fun. Uh, his care he was also, that actor, I can't remember his name, was also in Total Recall. Um, right. He plays uh, one of the, I think he plays the guy that has Quato inside of his stomach. Oh, he's that guy. Yeah. He, his only senior. sort of moment, like, because he was he was kind of generically bad good dude mm-hmm. for the film. And then right at the end, when they were like the third law, and he's like, what? What's the third law? And it was finally just like, I know it was just a delay to kill him. Yeah. But just the fact that he was like pausing his whole murder spree that was so important to him was like, no, what, what's the third law, though? Like, I, you know, he finished your sentence, man. Like, like <laughs> suddenly he's invested. I was like, I thought that was quirky. Yeah, he could have he could have had a little bit more. He had some stuff throughout points, but they could have pushed it a bit further. You're right. It reminded me a bit of um, did you ever see the movie The Wrong Guy with Dave Foley? No. Oh, high recommend. No. It like it's it's a movie that's kind of been lost to time. I have it on DVD, I'll lend it to you. And and it's definitely a sillier movie than this, but like the bit of it is Dave Foley is a dumb guy who thinks he's on the he thinks he's been uh, fingered for a murder that he didn't commit, but the joke is that no one thinks he did it, and he's like abandoned his life and run away. But there's this actual contract killer that they like the cops immediately know is the guy, and that's who they're chasing, and their paths just keep intersecting. <laughs> the the killer is played by Colm Fior, and he just plays him with this like fervent intensity, and is hilarious. And like I wish that this guy in this movie had just made a stronger choice and been like been played by a comedian or something like that. Just mm-hmm. been a bit more of a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It was in the script a little bit with this whole face obsession, but it didn't like, it didn't spring as a, as a neurotics mm-hmm. thing. It sprung as just generically evil. But it's yeah. funny that, I mean, that was almost part of the, the trope of the eighties comedies where it's like, you can take like a big high concept like this but you had to up the stakes by making them on like like their deaths mm-hmm. their, their lives were still on the run uh, on, on the line because of some because of whatever. Yeah. Like how about yeah. he finds a an engine that's very expensive and somebody stole and he's like sure that works. 
<laughs> or, or they witnessed a murder and they're on the run. You know, it's one of those yeah. things. That, so for some reason, they have to have people after them with guns. Yeah, so. definitely do. Always. I was a little bit sad when the when the like Texan engine guy died. I don't know why, but he seemed really passionate about his, you know, company. <laughs> about his industrial espionage. He yeah. loved industrial espionage. He was he was pretty gleeful about it. Just to kill him arbitrarily, I was like, oh. I just I didn't, didn't deserve that. I gotta say, like the the one thing about this movie that does not work is you're right. The more I think of it, is the bad guy because. The fact that he like murders everyone that hired him is like, you're not, who else is going to hire you? (laughs) (laughs) And let's also not forget the Texan guy that he murdered had maybe the greatest side character first name I've ever heard in a movie, Beetroot. Like that was the man's Christian name. (laughs) It's true. Uh, That was fantastic. But yeah, like who's going to hire that guy after, you know. They he's find that the beetroot hired him and got shot in the face. He was face. so co- concerned about his reputation, too. He's like, this is going to be terrible for my reputation. Like, That's what know, I mean. What else is terrible for your reputation? He, he killed the people on both sides of the deal. Yeah, this and some people who just walked into a house for no reason. <laughs> well, he shot them in the foot. He didn't kill them. But, like, he was pretty. Still, the only person we don't see him kill was David Caruso. And he had to have killed David Caruso. Oh, David Caruso's dead for sure. Assume. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I guess was that like his retirement plan? He's gonna save his five million and live off for the rest of his life. Maybe it was just easier to get away with that before Yelp was invented. Like you could be a hitman who just <laughs> murdered everyone indiscriminately, and it's like no one will ever know. There's a dark web version of Yelp. There's a movie. The... <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it's hard. It's a hard field to find good help in, anyway. Right. Mm. Yeah, but that guy just yeah, he's well, he's at the bottom of a chain pile now. He's not getting out. Oh, I guess that, that was the mother right away, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I kind of figured just the way they set that whole scene up, and she just she read too much like an actual actor. I was like, you're not just some day player or something like that. <laughs> you have yeah. more than one scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're coming back. What were you gonna say? Ian? Oh no, I was just gonna say in terms of uh, contract killers and stuff like that. Uh, I would have loved if that part had been played by Dan Aykroyd, like he was doing in Grand, uh, Gross Point Blank. Oh. He plays a, a like a, a hitman in that, and he's just like super intense and kind of gleeful about his job. Yeah, that would have been great. Something like that. Yeah, that would have been good casting. And you know, as uh, modern as modern technology moves forward, maybe they don't have to remake whole movies. Maybe they could just have an actor play one track and you know, comp it in. Oh my god! They just do like remixes. Yeah, like the Ackroyd cut. Like you can see yeah, Ackroyd play. Who, but the, you use all the old movie. footage. You just put him. You just have him do what he needs to do on a green screen, or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> Replace that guy. Oh, There's we're gonna a, be able to do that one day for sure. Like you, you load up a movie and you decide who you want to recast in the role. Yeah, uh-huh. and then the movie comes up with your players of choice. That's I. Well, I, I want, you put them all in. I you watch I, like Clueless, and every part is played by F. Murray Abraham. Oh my I god! I, I want this technology. It's, I bet it's coming. Right I haven't thought about it, but I bet it's coming. I want this right now. We we got to stop talking about this and, and find someone that can know how to do this because this is a, <laughs> this is a million dollar idea. Whoever's listening to this podcast just struck gold. No, if you, it's if a you lasted this long, idea. you're it's you're in for the money. It's a five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, you're right, idea. Jackie. Whoever's listening right now, like, invent that, please. But it's on the record, so we want our cut. Whoever does, <laughs> we want five million dollars. Yeah, um, exactly. yeah, that's actually a really great. That it's such a fun concept. I love that. I thought I want to hope I want to live long enough for technology to be able to let me do that. That feels like something that's out of Ready Player One. Uh huh. <clears throat> yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh, well, so what, um, what are some of your favorite 80s comedies? Ooh. Can you think of any off the top of your heads? I mean, again, I, I'm obsessed with Ghostbusters. I love that. I love Ghostbusters. I don't, uh, um, was Grease 80s? It's like set in the 50s, but was it made in the 80s? If it's not 80s, it's late 70s. It definitely makes, I mean, I'm a child of the 80s, so I think of it as 80s, but... Yeah. It feels like, uh, is Ian looking it up? Uh, Grease was 70s, I believe. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, um, I'll throw out one out there that's definitely 80. Beverly Hills Cop is one of my favorite comedies of all time. I love that movie. We just did that recent. No, did we do, did we do that? No, we did um, 48 Hours for the podcast recently. Uh, you, yeah, I was on that yeah, one. Yeah, you're right. We that's right. Both, 
shocked at how much casual racism Nick Nolte throws out in that movie <laughs> and how uh, like thoroughly unpleasant he is as a character and an energy. Yeah. Shocked and yet not shadly, not shocked because yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, I always, it's, I heard, it's hard to think about it. It's like, I always love Beetlejuice. Oh, Beetlejuice. Oh, Beetlejuice. Top, 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 like nice. probably five for me, like, or one, even maybe like I, that. Yes, absolutely. I had that, sh- that's eighties. The hundred percent princess bride is another eighties one. That was oh, pretty quintessential. For sure. Short circuit. I have a fondness for, but I haven't rewatched in a long time. Oh, um, airplane. Airplane was eighties, right? Yes. Oh, hundred yeah. percent eighties. Airplane. I could watch a million times over and still laugh at it. Grease two was eighties. Ooh, uh, b- big. I haven't watched Big in a million years. Does that one hold up? It's still good. Yeah, I think Short yeah. Circuit was too alarming for me with the robot and everything. I will say, <laughs> oh, that's fair. Uh, I will say the one thing that uh, you you can watch now and go, ooh, with Big is just the fact that you know he's still a boy and. And there's a romantic subplot going on in there. Yeah, they, they do not let that stop them at all. Yeah, they with just the, go for it. Yeah, with Elizabeth Perkins' character, you have to kind of go, oh, I mean, they keep it pretty innocent, um, but it's it's still one of those things where it's like the Back to the Future with uh, Marty and his mom. It's like, I yeah, I can see why this is the hard pitch for a while. Like, <laughs> so he's gonna hook up with his mom. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, but his dad's gonna stop him because this other guy is trying to rape his mom. It's like, I'm sorry, what? This is yeah, that movie is unpleasant in parts. It's <laughs> one of a- my favorite movies. It's like my second favorite movie of all time. But yeah, that movie is insane. Yeah, yeah. There's some great um, uh, YouTube content where they they make fun of all the crazy stuff that's in there that we just all kind of put our heads under the sand and go, it doesn't matter because it's awesome in other parts. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, John Mulaney's stand up bit about like pitching Back to the Future is it's entirely. What you're just oh, describing there is it's yeah. insane. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, one of my favorite 80s comedies is uh, is still Scrooged. I love that movie. Oh, so that's hard. a great one. Yeah, uh, I liked I liked Scrooged for sure. That holds up. That's really like that is just kind of Bill Murray like at the height of his powers. He's so good. Uh, Turner and Hooch is lovely. Well, I, I think I liked Coming to America. I only saw that for the first time really recently. That was uh, that one hold, that held up. That was a good one. I think they remade that. I never actually saw the remake though. They did a sequel, like oh, a long, a sequel? like just yeah, recently. an actual proper sequel with Eddie Murphy and everyone. And like they got everyone to come back. It was insane. Um, oh, Clue, Clue's one. Clue's that's, so good. Uh, that's one of Jen's favorite movies. So we we end up throwing it on a lot, and it's one of those movies that it's always been long enough that I forget everything that happens in it, and I watch it, and I'm just marveling at what an incredible comedy it is i, uh, oh, I think they I, did I, see clue that's like is there a house and there's a murder in the house and they're all trapped in the rain kind of yeah. thing Chris that's, Floyd. Like, Curry and, that's like uh, a comedy of errors right that's yeah. like a farce i yeah, love it, a farce i love absolutely love a farce yeah, it's christopher lloyd madeline khan yeah. um yeah i showed that to my kids for the first time last summer and i remember for like a week straight they just walk around going i um, you're singing telegram, bang, and then, and then, they, and then they fall on the ground, and then oh, they, so they would just drop onto the ground at random. Uh, and then, I, I, even though it's a stupid, stupid movie, I loved Weekend at Bernie's as a kid. <laughs> Such a grim premise. <laughs> so stupid. And then they made a sequel <laughs> with the same dead body. Because <laughs> thing, like because the that, original wasn't dumb enough. <laughs> does that movie get how dark the like the the tone is? I'm pretty sure it's aware. Okay, because I remember it being just a like a fun, goofy '80s comedy, and it's like we're gonna haul our boss's body around for a weekend so we don't lose our jobs or something. There's a, an extended necrophilia joke in that movie. Where like one woman at the party sleeps with Bernie and talks about how it's the best sex she's had in her life. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. That's a disturbing. Yep. One one movie that actually I think maybe slightly scarred me as a child was Howard the Duck. Did you ever see that? <laughs> Howard the same. I've same. never actually watched it. Oh my it was god. Terrifying. I I I don't know how old I was, but I was too young for that movie and it was terrifying. Oh, same here. I, I think I... actually the teachers were on strike in some like supplemental person threw it on and just like and we were just like what is happening i won't give it 
I won't give anything away because Ian, we were scheduling this. We're going to watch it. Uh, my aunt rented that while she was watching me and it got to a very one specific scene. Jackie, you'll know what I'm talking about. And she's like, uh, maybe we should turn this off. <laughs> I was probably seven. Uh, so same thing. You and I both watched this at an inappropriate age because the aliens the- were upsetting too. They were scary. Yeah, I don't think there's any appropriate age to watch a duck put the moves on Leah Thompson <laughs> or vice no, versa. I still don't want to see that. I still don't want no. to see that. I want to see it now as an adult and I want to make my son watch it because he'll be delighted and horrified. <laughs> uh, okay, that's we're going to schedule a Howard the Duck screening because... Uh, wow. I, but now, but the funny thing is they've inserted Howard the Duck into the MCU now. Uh-huh. Uh, and so just in the background, like I think yeah, he's yeah. made two appearances. Seth Green voices him. They're going to make a Howard the Duck movie. They've got to at some point. Someone is pitching that. Oh, like, that's a James Gunn level type movie. For yeah, yeah. No, he'd probably be there. Well, he was the one who put him in the background of Guardians of the Galaxy. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's got to come back around. Um, anyway, I could one of one of my favorite ones. That, like it, I think, and I we had, we I think we rewatched it with the kids, and it kind of falls under this category of what Twins was. That it's just like it's got so much heart you can't help but still love it, was Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, that's a great one. There's Did not there enough Sasquatch family comedies. <laughs> right? Yeah, overdue, overdue. Yeah. <laughs> I just found one that is, that is like Beetlejuice level for me in terms mm. of my love of it is Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. Oh, that's a, that's a banger. <laughs> that's an all-timer. That was one of my favorite movies as a kid. I watched that once. I, I probably could sit there and recite recite the entire movie. That's yeah. how many times I've seen it. We talked about the long chain earlier. That has an equally long, slow death of. Not well. I mean, the chain wasn't a slow death, but that's slow when he's getting squished by the very slow vehicle. The steamroller. Yeah. Oh yeah. But then yeah. he just like bounces up, and he squeals. Oh, Christopher oh. Lloyd is delicious in that movie. Yeah. It's so weird to think that like Christopher Lloyd, he's been in so many iconic performances, but I still feel like he's an underutilized actor. 100%. He's easily one of my favorite character actors. Oh, yeah. Um, Like just on Taxi alone, that guy was uh, incredible. So good. Yeah, no, I I agree 100%. He's one of those gems. Like, but even, well, I mean, all those, like, DeVito's a Taxi alumni too, bringing it back around Mm. to twins, like all those guys. And just, just watching this. It made me want to like go back and just revisit a bunch of DeVito movies because he's so fucking charming. Yeah. Like he's yeah, he just, really is. he's just one of those actors. Like you can imagine he is just like, he, he just elevates whatever material he's given. It he really feels like he's acting. He's very no. organic. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Like he's just like so, he's got so much charisma every mm-hmm. moment he sells. And that's also what works here too, right? It's like, you know, Arnold works because he's just playing so naive and just owns every moment. And and then you've got like DeVito's charisma and it's like, yeah, it's like the script could have been like terrible mm-hmm. and they, they could have made it work just mm-hmm. because of the two of them bouncing off of each other. You'll, you'll, you just watch that cause it's fun to watch. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah. No, DeVito is great. Uh, I still have, I, I still have yet to really crack any real amount of it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And, oh, you, oh uh, no. Like I, th- I think I've seen like two episodes of it in my entire life and I thought they were very good. It's just at this point, there's so much of it that it feels so daunting to start from the beginning of it. I watched, I watched it religiously for the first seven or eight seasons. And then I haven't really gone back around to it. There's so much of it. Yeah. It's going well. It's now, isn't it the longest running live action comedy? Oh, really? I feel that it, either it is, or with whatever renewal they just did of it, it will mm. become eventually. But Jesus uh, Christ, that's amazing! Yeah, it's fun. I just started watching Mythic Quest, which is their new show, mm-hmm. uh, and it's fun. It's okay. It's, it's like Silicon Valley Light, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I liked it. I, yeah, I, I like it, and then I think the show in, in parts. As it goes on, I think it takes swings it doesn't know what to do with mm. and then backs off of them really hard. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, that's no, a good time. Yeah. So any, any final thoughts on Twins? Um, I feel like we covered most things about it. 
Yeah, no, I, 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 that was a pleasant surprise. I was a little nervous that like, oh, if this movie was as good as, if this movie was any good, someone would have made me watch it by now. So I, I was really happy to watch it and have it actually live up to it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it, it like, I, it felt like I was like watching it and it's, it's an enjoyable, but it's so like specifically what it is. I don't know that I like, like I was like rolling on the floor or anything. No, you know what I mean? Because no. the jokes are kind of, you see everything coming. Like there's no surprises in this movie. I wasn't surprised ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple but, little there's a couple little ones like some of the physical gags that I think grab you and quick quickly. But even as a kid, I think it's like you kind of feel the beats coming. But because it's so charming, like like you said, Jackie, for me it was never like a roll on the floor laughing with with the exception of a few moments. But it's just the kind of movie that just puts a smile on my face. Uh, and and those are rare. Like you don't see. You know, so much so much of comedy is just kind of mean spirited now, right? Like mm-hmm. to have something that is just like full of heart is, I don't know, delightful. Mm, absolutely, and, and and especially unexpected given the cast. Like you're not expecting a movie where Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger, who play twin brothers, have this much heart. You know, <laughs> there was a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad you guys liked it and that we can still be friends because <laughs> you'll have us back on the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah there was yeah, this yeah. test looming over our heads that we had no knowledge. I, did, I didn't know it was going to be a test daughter until halfway through. And I was like, I, I won't be able to sit there and let them, let them shit talk it. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I've been through those before. Every now and then I'll show someone a movie and it's just at some point I have to stop them and just be like, I like this movie too much for this discussion to continue. Yeah. When you're I, watching them watch it more than you're watching it, that's mm-hmm. you know you have to step away. Yeah, and then like, I respect you and I love this, so we just have to stop it because yeah. <laughs> it's it's now affecting how I view you as a human being. And mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. That was yeah, super thanks for fun. setting us up. Yeah. We'll do it again. I, how are the how are the deck styles? Jackie, Jackie Jackie her head. She's, <laughs> Jackie's out. Jackie's out. Ian's I won't in. make it. I won't make it through. That's fair. Let's all go to the. Thanks for joining us for Twins. Black Hole Films is a proud member of the That Shelf Podcast Network. You can listen to other episodes of our show and other That Shelf podcasts on thatshelf.com. Please subscribe, leave comments, spread the word, do all the things that let others know you like the show and how they can check it out. You can find me on Twitter, at Lon Jeremy, and go to Facebook and join the group Black Hole Films. And until next time, go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.